Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Celtic FC Appreciation Show. Um, it's been a while since we've been on. Uh, been taking a wee break to rebrand the podcast, and we'll be back um, back back in the new year. Obviously, tonight we're going to do a, a 2021 review of Celtic, everything Celtic in 2021. It's been a season of high and lows. It's been a year of high and lows. Um, and joining us tonight on uh, to review Celtic is uh, our good friend Keith from Come On Hoop Celtic page. Keith, how you doing, mate? Happy, happy times, you know. It's we're going into a big year. It's been fantastic to come back on. So looking forward to having this big discussion tonight. Right, two seconds. Just going to add Keith back in because your sound went a wee bit. Can you hear me now? Eh? It, that's perfect. Yeah, you should be able to hear me perfect. No, for some reason I can't hear you. Um, hold on. Better now, is it? Two seconds. I'm going to try and see if I can do it. Let's see. Can you get back in there? That's very good. Aye, yeah. aye, that's it. Aye, so how, how's it been, mate? How's your Christmas? Ah, it's been good. You know, it's been obviously topsy turvy year where everything, you know, stops and gone, talks of lockdowns, trying to keep your head focused on the football. Keep us distracted and then walking and then the other stuff Celtic related. But um okay. It's 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 a time to just reflect back and say, you know what, I got through this year. I have my mental health, I have my family that are that are in good health, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's good good to get you back on the page. Um so you can follow us on the socials, guys. It's just Celtic FC appreciation over Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter as well. And um, Michael, who runs the page for me, is determined to get me on the TikTok. Um, so <laughs> I've, been persist- I've been persistent and I'm not getting on it. But, you know, um, we'll see how it goes in 2022. Um, we're available nice. to download the podcast. It's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you download your podcast from. Um, again, once again, thanks to 67T's Timolay Apparel for their uh, sponsorship for the page and the podcast. Um, Give them a check out there on Instagram. Uh, some great stuff on there. Um, and as I say, we're live tonight on Twitter, YouTube and Facebook. So if you've got a comment or any questions or anything, just um, file them in as and we'll get through them. Um, so Keith, we're going, to, we're going to start off with a, a quiz, <clears throat> a separate quiz. I'm going to do the first half at the start of the show and then we'll do the second half later on. So you're ready for this? You can, you can write them down and we'll do the answers at the end if you want. Ah, no, I'll take them in the head. I just, I, I've been writing too much stuff all day for work, so I'm trying to stay away from <laughs> that again, to be honest. Cool. Um, so, first first question um, Who scored uh, Celtic's first goal of 2021? 2021. Like the, the, the whole calendar year or the start of the season? Yeah, the whole calendar year, yeah. 2021. Yeah, no problem, yeah. Right. Um, question two. Who has received the most yellow cards in all competitions in 2021? Celtic player or in the, mm-hmm. in the league? So, in, in all competitions? Yeah, no problem, yeah. Cool. Um, what was Celtic's biggest win this year? Oh, there's a few of them in there. Yeah, there's a few of them. Yeah. Um, how many managers have Celtic had in 2021? Yeah, no problem, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And question five, who has scored the most goals in 2021 for Celtic? Right. Right. Um, so we, so that's the fourth one, is it? Yeah. Are we on for the fourth question? Are we the fourth answer for the fourth question? Aye, I'll go to the first one. And so who scored the first goal of 2021? I'm going to say David Tomble against Hibs. Correct, well done. Good shout. Um, <clears throat> who has received the most yellow cards in all competitions? All competitions. I'm going to say um, Stephen Welch. No. Captain. Callum, Callum McGregor. McGregor. Mm-hmm. I was actually really surprised at that. I was really surprised yeah. at that. Um, I think you'll get this one. Uh, what was our biggest win this year? 6 0. Aye. Can you name the. I think it's three times we've, we've had 6 0 this year. If you can name um, Dundee, you know, yeah. No, 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 not Dundee, you know, sorry. Dundee FC, um, mm-hmm. St. Mirren, 6 0. Mm. Yeah, clue, it was last season. Was the other one? It was, la- it was last season. Mm-hmm. Um. Can't think. I actually can't think. Livingston, Livingston, Livingston. Well, that's that's a season I want to forget about. It's, it's trying to literally take it out <laughs> of my mind. <laughs> right. hey, question four: How many managers have Celtic had this year? Three. Ah, oh, well done. I thought I might have tripped you up. Um, yeah. Obviously, yeah, it was Neil Lennon, John Kennedy, and Ange Postecoglou. Um, and who scored the most goals in twenty twenty one? I say Koyago. Or Edward. Correct. Kyogo. That was in the bad. Um, mm. Was that four? Did you get? Four out of four. Four out of five. Good start. Good start. Started well. Um, yeah, so obviously it's been a, you know, it's been a year of highs and lows. I mean, in terms of, in terms of going to the lowest point, what, what would you say would be the lowest point for you of, of 2021 for Celtic? I think we. I think the Livingston game was the lowest that the, the snowy night in Livingston. Like I knew, obviously Neil Lennon resigned after Ross County, but I just feel that night, like Nick, Scott Brown went into that press conference saying that the league's not done just yet. There was hope, and we knew that after the boy, it's just everything was falling asunder. Even with the board, the way they they done that meeting, the way Bruni done that um press conference on Celtic TV. And then he came off. He came off the bench, and within sixty seconds, he got sent off. And just the way we conducted ourselves that night, it's just you just knew that the league was low. I think it was even. I think it was more. I think a hope was more when they were confirmed champions. On the, I know we didn't want to obviously lose the lose the title to them on that fixture, but we ended up yeah. losing it at Tanadice. I think that hope was a lot, but like the season. That you take you you learn a lot from. I learn a lot where we can bounce back and you know, like we, we could be still talking about this in ten or twenty years' time saying, Okay, this is what happened, these crap players weren't up for it, this manager wasn't up for it. Um having not, not having the fans in the stadium. It's just, you know, it was the, the lowest it just felt like it was a civil war every week on Twitter, Facebook, the whole the whole thing. Like it's just I understand we always have football fans that will never be happy. About a particular performance of a player, or the goal the way it was scored, or the formation, but it was just literally anti Lenny, pro Lenny, and we're meant to be 
renowned for our support, regardless of what the result is. But I just felt like there was no hope going into most games. We we talked about the trial game back in Aberdeen, back in October, the previous year of that season. And it was just mm-hmm. shocking. You know, it was just it was just the way you knew from there the league was just gubbed. You know, we had the Scottish Cup was the last se- the previous seasons on our but it was the only benefit of the whole season that we had. Season. Yet. And it was just shocking. Yeah. So. Um yeah, I mean for me, as you say, um for me I think probably as you say, losing losing the league to them, watching them um, celebrate and um, well, I would say celebrate, wrecking in Glasgow, wrecking George Square and and just having to watch him lift that trophy at hurt. And it's the first it's the first thing we me and you have spoken about as many a thing where um we always said, What will it be like when we lose that first cup? What will it be like? And I know we lost the League Cup to eventually St Johnson. Um, win the league cup and all the rest of it, but losing that league to Rangers was that was the sorest point for me. Um, I know there's wee defeats in here, and you can look at the Ross County um, defeat. I know that was technically um, 2020, but you know the, the Ross County had, was the Ross yeah, County was, that defeat was tough, with, that was tough to take. It was an embarrassment, you know that portion of yeah. so-called fans losing the head over a football mm-hmm. result, as I said. There's these social media platforms to get your mind off and there's no hammy meddling the club or, you know, fan bases doing stuff like that. But the way we conducted ourselves, that was just animals, absolute animals. Like, I just was embarrassed, absolutely, truly embarrassed. But, yeah, it was just, like, even the crop of players that we brought in and we were expecting hopes that, like, you know, Barcast was going to be something decent, which he wasn't. Yeah, he was poor. You know, Sorrow had spells. You know, Sorrow was signed that Jan- January before. We were crying for Sorrow. The Bruni coming out saying he was gonna he's gonna leave the club. It's just everything went wrong. Shane Duffy was just wasn't at it at all. The abuse he received from fans was absolutely disgusting. Look, I criticised them, but I didn't didn't say nasty things that people would that did say. But um, yeah. it's just. Like, I don't know, we're going into that season, I expect, you know, new new sponsorship, we're going to do 10 in a row, like, you know, like, I just, it didn't, like, if you said to me 10 years ago, we're going to do nine titles and a quad treble, I would have laughed at you, I would have said, not a chance in modern day football, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not, it's not possible, but even with it, it wasn't a case that the same manager was there for the four years of that. That quad treble, we went through different managers, and to, to keep that momentum at hand and, and get through them games, them scrappy games, Stephen, was unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Like it's something that you're never, you're never gonna witness ever again as a Celtic fan. We could go and do a treble, yes, but not treble, treble, and treble. Keep going. But it's just um, even in Europe, like that Ferrovaris game, and but it it, it just the. Uh, the dark cloud went into 2021 and you just knew with the boy when the boy came when you came back from the boy we were talking about it before it was when it was announced that there was 13 players and what what annoyed me most was why was Julian there and he was injured yeah he was a month injured by then almost a month mm. injured yeah i mean and um, you know you talk about obviously we start with january and and divide it but um 
you know, it was crazy to think that only two weeks earlier, no, even two weeks earlier probably, that um, that we'd beaten Hearts in the Scottish Cup final, the rearranged Scottish Cup final, to complete a quadruple treble. Um, <clears throat> so we go for the, the highs of that to um, to the the barrage of abuse that came from all angles, and, and in my opinion, quite rightly so. I, I don't believe that, that we should have went. Um, it doesn't matter whether the government approved it or not. I don't think it was the right time. I know it's worked for us in the past, where we've went to Dubai and we've came back fresh and we've, we've kicked on and won the league. But I think in this at the stage we were at and the um, considering how the league looked and things like that, we went out of the League Cup. I don't think it was the right idea. Um, it was never going to come off well for Celtic. Um, fans were locked out of the stadium still. Um, we lost 1-0 at Ibrox before we went to Dubai. Um you know, and obviously you mentioned the COVID cases, you know, Julian really should not have been on that plane. And then forces 13 uh, players and staff out of returning against Hibs and I think twice against Levy. And I don't think we won any of them. I think that, you know, when you look back and it, we drew one each with Hibs. We could have we could have won the Hibs game. Um, I remember David Turnbull scored an absolute belter of a free kick. Free. Mm-hmm. And then... And Hibs, Hibs equalised late on, um, followed up by a 0-0 against Livingston. And then but it was a, a replica. A 2 replica. I think that's the one you were talking about, the snowy night in Livy. Mm, Beaton scored, and I think it was, uh, was it Mohamed Anousi scored as well. But it was just, you knew what was going to happen with Celtic last season, especially in t- with the set pieces, when the likes of any defender gave away, like Laxaw was notorious for it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just give away a set piece, the edge of the box. Every team had a sus out. They knew, like, you know, a corner or a set piece that they, they fancied their chances. Losing to St. Mirren, you know, after 21 years at home was truly embarrassing. You know, it was absolutely horrendous. And I'll disrespect the St. Mirren, but you just knew no one, no one feared going to Celtic Park. They knew that because the fans were in there. You were like, okay, we can get over them. They're, they're, they're crushing me. They've no confidence anymore. And it just went on. I went on, you know, like we bring John John Joe Kenny in and people are hoping that this could be the answer for right back. And, you know, Al Hamid left. He left to go back to Israel for personal circumstances. And Jeremy Fringpong was just wasn't a defender as much as he's a tree mm-hmm. going forward. And he's doing well in his career at Leverkusen, you know, and we got a good event, we got a good um revenue off him as well. For the, the the price we bought him for, and you were there. Then we saw them like, but um, it just got worse and worse. It just felt like you know, like it's the first time for me watching Celtic where a split left nothing to look forward to. It was the well, we go back to the year when Robbie Keane was there, the Mowbray season, and then Lennon yeah. took over at towards the end. But that was the first time you had nothing to look forward to in regards to domestic pictures. It was awful. It was just, you just wanted it over it and done with, you know, you were just like, just, you know, can we just feel a lot of youths and just forget about these games? You would still watch them because you love the hoops, but not having the fans there hurt the most, I think really did hurt yeah. the most because we're all feeling the pain. We're all feeling like, you know, Europa ignites when we were getting smashed home and away and you feel like, you know what, uh, if we had a, a thousand in Bragg or we had this, we had a full house for this, we would have had a chance. I know. Yeah. And football's not without the fans. Have you seen it this season? Like since 
the fans got back in the stadium, even though it was pilot allocation at the start. It makes a difference. It makes a difference, especially for the confidence. Angel's talked about, he said he doesn't want to play empty stadiums and who wants to play in that empty stadium might as well be playing in the backyard. And, you know, there is clubs out there that would use this empty stadium as an advantage of clubs that won leagues in empty stadiums. Yeah. You've seen it with Dortmund. You've seen it with Liverpool. These players strive after this happens. This is why players sign for clubs like Celtic. They want to play in front of these fans. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at, as you say, the difference with the fans in this season. And I know Rangers are six points clear in the league, but you almost feel as if we still thrive off having the fans in, and they clearly don't. You know, you clearly see that although they're winning games, you know, the pressure's slightly getting to them at times, you know, and, and they're scraping over the line and they're getting there. But um, I think the... I think the fans been back in the stadium, full house, and listen, who knows when we'll get the fans back in because from what I'm hearing over here, um, you know, Jason Lynch has, has given it that it, it possibly might be longer than three weeks, the three-week time schedule. Well, um, they could. We had this conversation um, in the summer. Even if they do 20% allocation, you know, it's mm-hmm. Celtic Park is big enough. They should, they should be looking at, like, there should be, they're looking at the capacity of the stadium and say, well, okay, you have a 60,000 seat stadium. There's loads of um, social distance there that we could do. We'll give you we'll give you 20,000 back. Yeah. 20,000 spread because around Celtic Park, we can deal with that. But the, the other problem is if you give 20,000 back and you have season ticket holders and it's going to a ballot, it's, there's going to be anger, frustration, frustration there that you're not yeah. going and you're not paying the money. So I don't know how, how Celtic and other clubs are going to deal with regards to season tickets. There is talks that I know Neil Doncaster said, if we can't get the fans back in, we're going to have to look at maybe postponing the league. Yeah. And I don't know if they can because we have we have a World Cup coming up. We have obviously international football as well in the summer. UEFA Nation League yeah. games. There's other competitions on. It's just, it's, you know, like, they obviously can't call the league because it's not. It needs to be. I think sixty percent or seventy percent of fixtures have to be played yeah. anyway before they call a league. But it's not going to be like the likes of where I was, thirteen points ahead, and then we were we were crowned champions. I think there'd be a bigger yeah. dispute there. If it was ten points, I can understand. I could totally understand. Uh-huh. And say, well, you know what, ten points in it. If there was two derbies played, perhaps, but there's three derbies still to be played, and mm-hmm. um, both teams are on the same end of games. So that's yeah. the. That's the scenario there. Um, it's just hard to see. As you said, three weeks. It's. I'm just hoping that there's going to be something done. And I know Celtic came out in statement said they're going to try their very best to push for maximum support because they they um they treasure their fans. Do you know? Yeah. I just came out. The, like Callum McGregor says, he's made a big difference. Like what hurt me as well about last season, which I did haven't mentioned yet, is Bruni's Bruni's last game. The fans weren't there. Yeah, I know. I think, and I think it almost. I mean, I wasn't. I was at the Aberdeen game mm. yeah, a, a, a couple of months ago, but um, you know, I would have loved to have been there at the game just to have seen the reaction that Bruno got. I'd imagine they would have got a really good reaction. Um, I know he got a brilliant reaction coming off. Um, showed you in the highlights. You know, standing ovation. It's never probably been done. Um, it's Celtic for any um, opposing player kind of thing. So, um. Maybe Larson at a push, um, but you know I, I, I think I, I think Ronaldinho I think was was the last one I can remember when I was 
when they played Barcelona. Yeah. But um, Aye, as I say, like um, you know, it doesn't, and it still hurts that, that Bruni's no there at Celtic. But you know, Callum's filling the filling the position really well. Um, but as I say, going back to way back to February, you know, we um, we saw sort of get ourselves together five wins in spin, um, which was followed by the defeat of Ross County. Um, as you say, like Neil Lennon leaves his role, nine years of success. Do, do you think it felt like nine years of success for nothing? Are, are you were you pleased with the with the domination that it had in Scottish football? I think. With them, when them when they won the league, I felt like it was a waste of a season. Not a waste in, in generally. Like you look at all the matches they won over the space of nine years. We went on unbeaten yeah. run of nearly seventy games, and we got them other other cups as a bonus. So another fantastic days in Hamden. It's something that I'm proud of. I'm proud that I support a team that went on. We won twelve in a row. You know, twelve in a row. You want to look at it in a in a as a cup success, you know, um, like even when, when they were confirmed champions, okay, the end of the day, they were, a, they, they were a better team that season. Like they beat us in all the games they played us, except that one all yeah. draw. And Airhead, Airhead, a captain wasn't in it, a manager wasn't in it, the club from the top down to the bottom wasn't in it, our fans got carried away, people were getting 10 in a row to, Jersey's done and all, you know, it was just, I think people were like, look, we're going to run away with the league. And I remember me and you were talking about it at the start of last season and you were saying, I think this is going to be 18 points, Keith. And I was like, no, guys, I think it'll be about 12 or 14 points. And look, look what strange happened. So, you know, we were just, we were proven wrong. And I think one of the lowest parts of the year was when Eddie Howe, was all talk of chasing this person, chasing this person, and then it fell apart. And this emerged, this name emerged on Paddy Power of Ange Postacolo. I couldn't even pronounce his name at the time. And I'm jumped on the fence. If I don't know this man, I don't know what he's done in the game. And I didn't do my research on him. And I, I attacked him. I said, look, at he's not good enough for Celtic, except for that. He's, he's managing the J League. He's, he's managed Australia. This isn't, this is, a job that he ten times bigger than he's ever taken, and yeah. um, a lot of fans agreed with me. I got I got a lot of scrutiny from Australian Celtic fans saying, "Well, look, you need to do your homework, mate. You don't know what you're in for. This is very disrespectful towards a man that you know talks South Melbourne up to the top of the the eight. Well, the old A League won the final, helped Australia get to the Asian Cup, and then I think when he done the press conference, I started to grow a bit on him." When he done his first yeah. press conference, you know, he kind of sold it better to the fans that he was looking forward to getting over. He was looking forward. He knew how big the club was. He talked about Tom Rodic. He talked about, obviously, Viduka. He talked, he bring up soccer reels that played for, for Celtic, Daniel Zanzi as well. And that, that said, and then he obviously brought up saying that he, um, he watched Celtic when he was younger. Mad hours in, in Australia, you know, getting up early in the morning to see Celtic play or in the evening or even late in, at night. But um, I think that uh, that took it off me. I was really annoyed with the way the whole Eddie thing, Eddie Howe thing out. But you know what? It worked out for the best. You yeah. worked out for the best because you know, look, fair enough. He's at the Newcastle job now, and it's a it's a poison challenge. Regardless who takes the job, the situation they're in at the moment, and it's just it's it's you know, I don't feel sympathy for him because I think 
he's he's asked for a lot in other jobs. Yeah. He's tried to he's been a he's been linked with everything. It fell through, you know. Other jobs he's been linked with, and at the time I thought Eddie Howe would have been the best fit for us. But you look what had the way and came in, you know. And I felt I just felt the strings being pulled by the board. It was just Candy was still there, Strachan was still there, laptop was still there. It was just you're like, is there anything? Is there anyone in that coaching staff I still want there? Besides McManus and Steve Woods, the rest of them I just want to. Yeah, um, yeah. That that um that scout that scout was gone as well. The guy that was at the club, he was gone as well. But it's just you knew was when that Mickey Hammonds. Yeah, he was gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's went in Newcastle, from enough. <laughs> Br- Bruni was gone. We had no captain. We were like in the yeah. summer when this was all uh, confirmed. He looked like we we're in a mess, and. What you have to give Ange respect about is he's honest and he's not scripted. He's not programmed by the bar to say what he's meant to say, like Neil Lennon was last year. And that's yeah. what killed a lot of Celtic fans with Neil Lennon when he started doing this to the media, when he started, you know, he just couldn't. It just felt like it was the same scripted after the defeat. It kept going on the same. You knew what he was going to say. And then towards the Ross County game, when he lost the job, he they had they like he couldn't even get an interview with the BBC with him because it was that bad of an interview. He didn't want to yeah to put it on air like yeah Celtic Celtic I, I, TV couldn't even get an interview with him because I was at, they actually had to take it from Sky Sports because he was that furious. Yeah, I think it was. I remember an image um, this year of of Neil. Um, I think it might have been after the Ross County League Cup defeat. Um, what I mean this year, it would the tail end of last year, and I can remember just that seeing him um, kind of sat against defending at Celtic Park. There's nobody else in the stadium, and he's just sat with his arms folded, head down. And I genuinely felt so sorry for him because I thought, here's a guy that's given 20 years of his life to Celtic as a player and a manager, and you know, had some fantastic nights and days for us and gave his heart and soul for the club and it's all going right for him this season listen we, we, we shot ourselves in the foot um, at every opportunity during the 10 euro season and I just I felt, felt like Neil, I felt with Neil like as much as a Celtic to the car there was more better days with Neil Lennon as a manager yeah. than it was bad days like one season doesn't should never tar- tarnish your reputation he could have left early yeah. yes he could have left early but you look at the amount of cups he won, look at the amount of leagues he won, he's the first manager slash player to go on to win 10, 10, 10 leagues. So yeah. people people are quick enough to criticise of what, what went wrong in the end, but they never praise for what he done. He came in when the when we were going through a Brendan Rogers shock at the time, an absolute shock to the system that he left. He came in, steered the ship, got the win against Hearts the following day, went on to beat Hibs in the in the cup, in the quarterfinal at Easter Road, only a couple of weeks before that, he was the manager there, and then we went on to the travel. He should have left there and then, and he would have always been loved. It does. There's always going to be that portion of fans that are going to still say, "Oh, you cost us ten in a row. You've done this," but it, like they never praise him from when he started winning these trophies for us, when he won a yeah. double in 2013, when we beat Barcelona in 2012. People don't don't realize their memories. They were the best yeah. memories of our, our lives, like. Yeah, as I say, I just wanted him to 
I was just, you know, I was kind of pleading inside my head just to go, just walk away, Neil. Just walk away for the good of yourself. No, no, even like forget the fans, forget the club. Just walk away for your own self, your own health and mind and well-being, you know, because it just, it, it, you see in the road that was going down, it was never going to get easier. And obviously, I think it was halfway at the halfway point when we got to January, um, and there was talking maybe him going and bringing somebody else in. And you, and you could think, um, listen, we, we might have brought somebody else in. We might have turned it around. We might have won 10 in a row in the end. I don't think we would have. But um, we kneel in, and that was the problem, because there's always going to be that stubborn part of them that's going to go, if I walk away and somebody else comes in and wins 10 in a row, I'll never forgive myself. You know, I'll always hit myself. So, but sometimes you've got to put the, the club above you of your own uh, kind of personal choices but um, just in terms of then we're going to March and April and more drop points to Dundee United and Rangers you'll uh, you know we lost um, lost in the Scottish Cup at Ibrooks, um but then you know you beat Levin draw with Aberdeen so it's there was no um, there was no kind of uh, win-win-win situation you know I mean there was no um Continuity is the word I'm trying to think of. Mm. Um, it's just like, you, as you say, you were watching the games, but no enjoying them. You were just watching them because it's Celtic. And you were, you, were locked, you, were, you were locked in your gaffer and, you know, you had nothing else to do. But, yeah, like, absolutely. You know, like we, won, we won a Kilmarnock. I remember we won a Kilmarnock and I was just like, is there even a point of like, celebrating this? It's, like, it's just a win. Like, it's, yeah, it's, I, it, it is, is just felt like nothing. Like, you know, it's second place, you know, and that's it. Like, but, it was just, you know, second place in Glasgow doesn't, it's not acceptable. And, you know, it was a case that we lost the league on the last day of the season or it was two or three games to go. Or I mean, like, you know what? Fair enough, we had a good crack. It was just embarrassing. It was truly embarrassing. And you think for a club, when the fans are not in, you think, look, we need to win this league. We need, they've been singing for this for 10 odd years. We need to go yeah. out there. We have the squad. We have the mentality. And it just went from Balagoli to the boy to to Libby to the Ross County League Cup defeat, then St Johnston. It just got worse and worse. And you know, it's just the case that you kept saying to yourself, look, it, fans have been through worse in the nineties, but you know, modern day, modern day football, it's a different generation of fans, and you know, it's it's always high pressure Celtic, regardless of win, lose, or draw. Is it's always like a big cup final, and you have to get the points, or you have to get the win to get in the next round. And if it's the case that you get embarrassed in your home, your home ground by a team that's maybe second last in the league, and that and that winning two one or two nil, or you're just like, do we even do we even deserve second place? The way we played this season, that's what I was, I was saying to myself. But I'm glad it was over and done with. Um, it was hard, obviously, it was hard for about six or seven weeks when they were confirmed champions. And then I was like, let's look at this, get, let's get a manager in and let's start clearing out the Deadwoods. That was the, that was the yeah. biggest focus. But you give it to Ange. He's cleared out a lot of players over the, um, over the summer. As far as I know, 14 players went. He brought 12 in, mm-hmm. in that window. And we obviously have a new window now. But um, you see the players he brought in. Some of them feel like they are Deadwood. I know Shaw and Irigidi were kind of, you know, pre-agreed deals beforehand while Udigidi was pre-agreed but he came in under the Andre Jane but 
and you're saying now, who's actually going to play for Ange and who's going to go out on loan? You know, um, I can't see Shaw getting much football. You know, it's like no. I can see him. I can see him going on loan, maybe a Kamarnik or maybe a tier below, just to give him first team football. Um, right. But it's it's just it's 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 really has been a roller coaster. Twelve months. You look at the four six months to grey days now to the second half of the year, and it went quick. It, the see the fixtures came in quick and too fast. But you go back to the first pre-season, and yet he was the captain and he scored and. And then Moffat scored as well. And then we drew to Bristol. And then we went on and played Michelin. You've seen things were starting to get back to normal with the fans being brought back in. And, you know, we, we messed up our Champions League. Look, I'll be honest with you, it was never, we were never with that cut crop of players with the rebuild. We were never going to get into the Champions League. And we, it was just a, it was a good bash out, you know? Yeah, I think, I think we're both in agreement that unless you're getting automatic qualification for Champions League, um, you know, Europa League is a level um, and it's going to be for a, a while until we start to build a team that's going to be good enough to continuously um, play in the Champions League in, a, in the top competition. Um, obviously, you know, we talk about players and, and that that left, like so, um, Bruno at the end of the season. And um, you look at it, Peter Lowell obviously left his role. Um, Don McKay stepped in um, and then stepped out. Um, Again, like you know, we're, we're so many months on, and still nobody's told us what's actually happened with Don McKay. We're not going to get told, obviously. Um, obviously, it might, it, might, it might take 10 years, like the Neil Lennon, Ali McCoy's uh-huh. drift. It might take 10 uh, years to find out. Um, I'm still no, I'm still no buying that. That, um, about what Tom was saying, I'm still skeptical of it, to be honest. I, I think it was more in it than what's been let on, but. Um, Peter Law, obviously, a lot of time in the club. Um, he done good for the club, and he also done bad um, in the eyes of the fans. Um, do you think he's still mixing it in the background, or do you think he's he's out of the picture? One hundred percent, I think. Well, obviously, Nicholson was there before he talked the um, acting chief executive. Now he's the chief executive. I think. Yeah, Lawwell was a part of his appointment back about. I think he's he's been at the club since 2015. Lawwell, look at Lawwell. Celtic were in debt back in 2003 when he took he, t- he took over and he got he got us up to 30, 40, 40 million in profit most seasons. Yeah, from 2012 onwards, you got to think in that as a business perspective. But engaging with the fans didn't do enough for it. Didn't do enough for it. You've you heard previous stories with AGMs and you know um. I've I talked about the the parks the parks at Hamilton this week, and someone was saying on the channel that they've they've thrown this conversation at them about changing the buses, and I know a lot of people are like look get over it's a bus whatever, but Lawa just laughed at it, just laughed at it, you know. Um, I know there's more people look at it in the business perspective, you know, just we could be putting money into different things, but Lawwell was a part of the possibly the part of this project where we're building this hotel and getting a new training ground and where this is all being stalled. But don't have to yeah. COVID or is a case that the club are looking to just basically keep the finances in case there's going to be another lockdown and we're in this scenario where the fans might not be it might not be in past the, the seven eight. We don't know. Yeah. Well okay no. No, well you I okay he's made he's made he's he's taking gambles. You bring Brendan in. 
you know, him and Desmond bring Brendan in. Brendan done the job. Got us two. Got us two trebles. He left him in financial circumstances. It benefited the club. And but like, there's players that we missed out with under the Lawwell regime, like Ivan Tony. You know, John McGinn. These are players that we could have taken under our wing, and we could have sold for big bucks as well as a business. You know, look at John McGinn would have been a prime example. Now we win, we weren't willing to pay the extra 500, 500 grand to get McGinn from Hibs, and yeah. it's just truly embarrassing. And he's 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 been a wonder for Villa, like you know, he, for the last three years he's played there. And Ivan Tony, we've talked about a lot of times and on different streams. He's just he's it's a treat to watch in the Premier League. This is a guy. That was boss in the league, league one two years ago. Now he's yeah. scoring the Premier League. That's that's the thing, um, uh, you know. My opinions on Ivan Tony. It was um, he could have been potentially. I think if we we got Ivan Tony in and um, was it kept Fraser Foster? I think he was saying at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think that would have been ten in a row, um, pretty much wrapped up. So I think the at the back. Um, he would have kept it the goals and Tony would have banged him in at the front and that would have helped his deliver 10 in a row. But um, they, they, they weren't keen on him uh, to do any Lennon. They weren't keen on him um, at Lennon's town. Um, make it that way you will. Um, but as I say, Eddie Howe was mentioned and obviously he's now at Newcastle. He's finally found a job. Um, as I say, I had Scott McIntyre, an Australian journalist, on um, at the start of the season before the ball was kicked in. And I can, I can always remember, like, I'll always remember for no matter what happens for the rest of the season, whether we win the league or not, I'll always remember the words he says to me. Um, Ange Postacoglu is nobody's second choice. He says, um, he says, I know a lot of the fans are were, were purring after Eddie Howe and really want Ned Howe in because he's probably more familiar. They knew him a lot better. And, and what he delivered at Bournemouth. He says, but Mark Mullard says, Ange Postacoglu is nobody's second choice. And listen, he's, Celtic fans have taken him to their heart already. And even before we'd lifted the trophy there, you know, it's, it's incredible to think that a manager who's came in and not actually won a trophy had so much love and support from the fans. I don't think, looking back, I don't think I've ever known a manager to have being so loved straight away. I think it's I think that iconic picture of Mitchelland when he comes out and he's he has the Celtic top on and he's he's um he's navy slacks on you can't want to call them and he's just doing the hand in the air. I think that's solid to me. And then when we lost to Mitchelland away and he was getting and he was like, be careful what you say, be careful with your words. This is not a catastrophic result or season. It's only starting. And he attacked. Yeah. He, he went after the BBC. I mm-hmm. think what what warms me about Ange is I know a lot of obviously the fans get to see him on more on a weekly basis after games and he's going over and he's doing what he can't does the whole thing. I think it's the press conferences, the way he does not show you away. He is blunt. He doesn't like the only time he kind of goes a bit off the radar is when it comes to like, you know, COVID questions, he doesn't like that. But when it comes to players and you know, he's, he's straight. He's like, look, I'm not changing my formation for any team. I'm staying the way I'm playing my system. And that's it. He's just, it's his way or the highway. And I like about him, you know, and he can, the way he valued the club, he, he went to the Tommy Bournes, one of the Tommy Bournes nights. Um, he's, he's good with the fans, you know. It's just, 
you know, it feels like he's been more, he's been, feels like he's been here for more, like six years, not six months. And that's what yeah. I like about him. As I said, I was one of yeah. them. I jumped on it and I was like, who the hell is this guy? He is not good enough for the job. And then I was like, look, we're going to have to accept it. He's in the door. Give him a crack. It's a rebuild season. Regardless who we get, I don't know if I'm just yeah. being stubborn I'm expecting to win the league back because there's a Champions League spot behind it. And that's why we're, we're getting on. I, I'm just, I just hate change. But when he lost the first game against Hearts, I felt really sorry for him because mm-hmm. he was only getting used to the squad. There was players out. Um, then losing the Rangers, he got tactically wrong that day. You know, yeah. and he put his hand up in the mid He got it wrong. When we got beaten to Livy, I don't think it was his fault. I just think the team were just frustrated. He just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. I think he's, you know, um, then you look back, you look back at when we could have beaten Livy to to capitalize the league and and he and he bring it up in a in a podcast in Australian Australian radio. So I was saying, look, you know, it's I understand the importance of this job. I'm if I didn't have to, if I didn't have the confidence, I wouldn't take wouldn't take the job. He. Like this yeah. is the difference between Eddie Hale and Ange. Eddie Hale wasn't winning to come up to Glasgow and draw, take the trip from Barmouth. But you got a man that's gone from the other side of the world to take the take the take the job without his coaching staff. And that's what you call a yeah. dedication. That's how you, you look at the bigger aspect. Of this this is a man that has a long term plan. He's on a rolling contract, and the, when he won that cup, I was like, "There's no way he is leaving at the end of this season." If it falls apart, he's still going to be there, and fans will still back him. Yeah, and I think um, I think somebody needs to contact the Oxford English Dictionary to to um, re-establish the word "mate," um, because it's just it's such a funny put down now when you hear them saying "mate" to anybody because it's not a it's not a, a term of endearment; it's a um, it's a question kind of thing. Because I remember Luke Shanley. Um, getting torn to pieces after the Hearts game, first game oh. of the season, and and Luke Shanley thought it was it was being clever and thought, oh, the new guy, I'll, I'll try and get, be a bit controversial. And he says, oh, are you under pressure? You've started repeating um, some of your answers. He says, well, ask me the same questions, mate. I'll, I'll give you the same answers. I was just like, that was absolutely class. That's, 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 that's the moment the Celtic fans were like, yes. That's the, that's the moment the fans were like, yes. Because... Listen, you look at that game, we, we should have actually went 2-1 up. Um, we got a perfectly good, good goal disallowed. Um, I think I'm right in saying it was Bobby Madden. It was a referee. Um, need I say more? Uh, but, you know, you, you look at the players he's obviously brought in. You know, you look at, um, like, uh, like said, Joe Hart, um, Carl Starfield, Kyogo, Abada, um, you know, and Figures. even turning... I Carter Vickers, and you even you see him turning around players' careers like Anthony Alston. Do you know what I mean? Um, I just and, and by the way, he, I think he turned Barkas into a bit of a keeper, and you know he, he looked a bit more confident last week against St Johnson. He seems to seems to have learned how to catch a ball now, um, so who knows? But um, Joe Hart was the one that pleased me, I think, most because I, I thought leadership. Experience and leadership, yeah. that's what we were lacking yeah. going into this season with Bruni leaving as well. I think when you look at, I think it was, if I'm right in saying, one of the European games at Celtic Park and there was a stoppage in play and Hart ran over to the touchline to get a bit of paper. To mm. Then 
in Kevin Instruct his other teammates and you're like that's class that's that's what you want to keep him just, he just looks so calm and so composed and he's made some massive saves for us both in Europe and, and in the league so um, you know obviously in terms of you look at it obviously six wins in the spin uh, in August two defeats away Alkmaar and Rangers uh, as you say he, he put his hands up and it, after the game, Rangers game and says listen should I play the go through the middle as if to go it won't happen again you know and that's fair enough because listen what we've kind of become accustomed to to losing to Rangers is, no, is not nice as it is um, but at least he's came out and said because would any other manager have came out and said listen that's my fault you know I should have played he'll go through the middle I didn't dust ourselves down we'll get one but there's no panic in his voice it was like it's one game, you know, we've we've no lost the league on it. Um it's one of the games shitting. But um I think when you look at the difference in Europe as well away from home, I think we were really unlucky not to go through in the group this year. Oh, 100%. Um, like there was there was teams that finished on eight points that got trail in some groups, which was frustrating. It just I think even the way we played against Labakusen away, like Betis was a big example. I know Betis we lost the game, but the first thirty minutes of that football was just that was Celtic that I haven't seen in a long, long time. You know, taking yeah. the taking again the, the teams away in Europe. Like it's been a while. Long it's you look you're going back to like maybe Celtic and Ajax back in the NTL days. That's what you're looking at. Like Yeah. I, I think I think you look at it, you know, you look at the Ferenc Faros game as well, and um I think that was the one you were at, if I'm right in saying. Um yeah, the at Celtic Park there was the, the Tuesday afternoon, randomly. Um but the, obviously that goal, we were taught about Kyogo's goal. And I was saying, you, you won't, will not find a better goal this week in Europe and all the European games that you watch. It will not be a better goal. And obviously, um, UEFA awarded it the, the best goal in the group stage in the Europa League, which was incredible. It's just um, a Jota ball. That ball, that angle uh, the way he done it. It's just... Absolutely like, sexy. I think the difference between the likes of Neil Lennon and Angie is the players he's bringing, the majority of the players he's brought in, they get Celtic. Like you're talking about Joe Hart. Joe Hart knew Celtic because he played there a couple of times. He, he was good, friend, good friends of Fraser. He always talked about Fraser, yeah. his career Celtic. Kyogo gets Celtic. He's still working socks to, to play every weekend, though he's not fully fit. That's a player that you want. You want someone that wants to play for the badge. Joe Hart is one of them. Um, Rolson. Is like a new signing, you know, like who would have thought Anthony yeah. Ralston be the answer for right back? I know we bring Jovanovic in, and I just feel with Jovanovic, you know, I think Jovanovic overtries sometimes. I think he's more of a showboater than actual just yeah. doing the, the basic things. Uh huh. You know, I and, think I think he's I think he's crossing, and um, you know, his final his final ball needs needs working on big time, and um, mm-hmm. if he can if he can sort that out then. You he's know, a what, solid what defender. An absolute gem of a player. Oh, he's he's yeah. class. He's yeah. class, and he's and and what I noticed this this year in the Europa League as well is the fact that um, listen, I know we need to stop shipping goals, but we're scoring goals, and that's the difference. And I think it's the difference of having European quality players like Kyogo, like Abada, um, like Jota, players like that. Do you know what I mean that in Joe Hart? His, his quality and his um, experience, you know, I think players, having players like that, you can see the difference in the way we're playing. Um, and obviously, it, the, the best game was crazy. The Leverkusen team 
it's crazy because it was games that you were going on and thinking. I mean, we're getting especially four for him now. Aye, you're, no. you're thinking keep the score down as much as possible. I actually remember saying that before the best game. If we can keep it down to a one or two nil defeat, I'll be happy. I think we should have went three nil up after in the first half or something, which was yeah, crazy. Fantastic, Jota's debut. But um, it's yes. just you gonna see with Jota, he gets Celtic. Even the way he spoke, his first press conference, like these are these are lads that are talking about childhood stories of having a Celtic scarf or seeing Celtic play. They know what the crack is. They know that this is a big season. They just need to go out there, get a result by result, and stop thinking too far into it. Like I just think fans get carried away when they think of all oh, the derbies around the corner. We need this, but look at I'm sorry, no disrespect, but you have to put what's in front of you that week. Stop thinking of the derby because you had to analyze yes. how we play that week. Who's going to be fit? You know, I think we're like it's just a modern day world now. You don't think you can't think far ahead. You just got to think on a daily basis, and that's what Ange mm-hmm. said, mate. I don't think that far. I don't like he says the exact words. I don't think that far ahead, man. It's a struggle to even get through weeks. Never mind thinking of like months away, but he's just he's taking a heart to me, and he's just he's a phenomenal man. And you know what? I just I was so happy for him. I really was so happy for him. And even after the press conference, he said, I'm struggling to even get words for this. And he's like, he's all right me off in December now. And look at now, you know, <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's, like, he's, he's, he's basically hitting back at the, the criticism. He's hitting, he's hitting yeah. back at the media. He's like, you know what? I deal with you on a weekly basis, but yes, he's a slow enough to write in the papers or correspond about me saying that I'm, I, I dropped this point and that point. Hold on a second. I think Celtic fans can accept that points will be dropped this season, and we're not going to go. We're not the, It's it's impossible to go unbeaten. Like we done it once for a season yeah. and a half, but it's a change of style. You got COVID playing playing its part against us. We got fans not in the stadium. You got also. I know we should be thinking about our own games, but you also got referees that are not officiating the games right. Like, yeah, it was the Aberdeen game. I think it was the Aberdeen game. Um. What's his name? Um, Archie, I'm not Archie Sutton. I'm trying to think of his name. Shocking referee. Um, no, it wasn't Clancy. It wasn't um, Bobby Madden. It wasn't Colum. Um, this guy is one of the worst referees. So basically, David Turnbull took a corner, about to take a corner, and Taylor left the ball, and he rolled the ball to David Turnbull for the corner, and he said, "Well, that's you taking the corner. That shouldn't be a corner." He's like, "No, I'm rolling the ball to him so he can take the corner." He made him retake yeah. the corner. Like it's just. The referee decisions in the Scottish game this season, it just shows how bad it is, how corrupt it is. Yeah. And you're looking at teams that are getting rewarded like seven penalties, nine penalties. Mm-hmm. And it's not yeah. it's only half to a season, like and you're like, what's going on here? Are you st- oh, all we need to do is focus on ourselves, take every opposition like it's a cup final, like to get to Hamden and play a good hips were going hips needed a result. They wanted to yeah. obviously bounce back from the Jack Ross disaster mm-hmm. and Coyogo, like oh, them two goals. Just out of this world. Out of this world. I just, you look back at it now, I looked at back to the next day and I watched about three or four times the, the goals and then you see the fans singing and never walk alone. Like you just feel the good times are coming back, you know, they're coming back. And he's, he has, he has, I'd say 90% of the, the fans behind them now. You know, there's always going to be doubters yeah. in there in the fan, and you can't make happy. But 
he sold it. I, I start getting this feeling since the end of September that, you know what, I think we actually can challenge for this league. It's not, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't down to beating the likes of St. Mirren or Dundee 6 nails or anything like that. It was just down to, you could see it in the players. You could see in the players that they just want to enjoy the football and they're just want scoring for fun now. Yeah. And I think um I think when you look at it as well, I can remember uh, it was a, obviously the League Cup final there that Rory Hamilton I'll never forget the quote, um they took a break last season, but they're back winning trophies. And I just love that line. I just love that line that we took a break as if you know, we're winning too many trophies. We wanted a year out and um, to give somebody else a chance. And, and it felt good to be winning the League Cup again because I can remember when we got to, obviously, get to the semi-final um, after beating Hearts and Wraith Rovers in previous rounds. Um, you know, you get you get to the semi-final against the holders, um, St. John's at Hamden. Very, very tough game, as it proved to be. Um, we potentially should have been out of sight in the first half it the dominant play that we had in that semi-final, you know, it should have been outside, but usual Celtic, they make you wait for it. And James Forrest pops up with a winner. Great to see him back. But um, for me, when you talk about Kyogo's two goals, we're talking about world-class goals. Um, Larson-esque. For me, and I say this to a guy the next day, I says, for me, the the same goal hasn't won as the final. The the equaliser has won as the final. Um, you know, that ball for Kyogo 60 Gregor, seconds. Aye, the ball for Callum McGregor outside the foot and the go the touch to kill it dead and just fire it in the bottom corner. Um, I just think to score so quickly after his, because I think if we'd went five or ten minutes um, in between the goals, um, I don't know if we would have scored. I think Hibs would have just got deeper and deeper and it might have become one of these situations that we've been in a lot this season where we can't break teams down. Um, so getting goal right away, it fired the crowd up, it fired the players up. And, um, you know, I think it was our great speed, uh, jo- uh, Paul McGinn, sorry, after the game. I, I know he was hurting. But, I, I, listen, I believe it was it was enough to be a free kick. And he's going on about, you know, he's going on about, um, you're ready to make a sub, the board was up. Well, A, the board wasn't up. And B, Scott Allen wasn't even stripped yet. So, yeah, he was only taking the top off. Only top off. So, so, so so that's um, I don't know what play he was looking at ready to come on, but um, it was it was just so great, and but I was delighted to see Ange smiling because I think it's possibly the first time I've actually seen him year to year absolutely beaming, and I love the fact that Callum McGregor um, shouted him over to, Shake, to lift the trophy. Come, on, come over, boss. Aye, aye, and you could tell he was a bit reluctant, but you know he enjoyed the moment. I thought that was class. That was a that was a captain's moment. That felt like a captain's moment, that's, you know. That's the thing about Ange. He's not. He's not a. He's just professional. What he does. He's not. Doesn't want to be a pal. He just wants to go out there, pull the hard work off. And everyone that yeah. he's worked with says that he's not. He's. He's not that type of person that you want to be on the plane with, sitting beside. Because you know, white ways yeah. with He's not socially good, but he has these lads as a unit. As you said, if something goes wrong. I give them responsibility to go go past them lions and do the job. If they don't do it, I'll pick up for them. And that's how you yeah. know he's he just has it. Like he always goes back to his dad saying he, he always wants to his dad always criticizing him when something went something went good. He always got to saying you could have done this better than that. 
And that's that's the mentality that's programmed in his head. He just wants to go out and just prove to these fans that, you know what, I'm doing my best and I'm going to win this, try win this league for you. He wins the league. Yeah. My God, I'm telling you, it's it's going to be as I good think as they make both of them a statue. I think, I think they make both, both of them a statue, to be honest. Because um, it would be an incredible, incredible feat um, when you imagine, look at that team. Like, imagine if we got some sort of allocation back at Ibrox and we yeah. beat them um, in the last fixture to clinch the league and Ange going off to that corner. Oh, that'd be the clinical point of the season. It'd be just him going over and dealing with it. And obviously, if the, the weather be warmer, he won't be wearing the penguin jacket, I call it. You know, he'd be going over, <laughs> with, the, be going over with the zipper on and doing the, the, the runny. He was closer than the runny yeah. a few weeks ago. <laughs> but um, I just like him. I just, you know what? He's just, he's, he's a, he comes yes, from a he's different so culture. He's, he's so likable. Comes from a different culture. He dresses well. He presents himself well, and the fan and the fans love him, and the players love him. You've seen the the yeah. bond he has with Koyogo, and like to get to change Anthony Rolston's career around. That's that's a, that's a story in itself. Like, because yeah, you look, you go, you look, you. Like you're, you're looking back to last season and they've done the awards of most improved player and most goal and we're all voting sir and voting no and all. That was truly embarrassing when you look back at it now. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, I think, I don't think there should have been a player's awards last season. Um, absolutely not. Um, I just don't believe, listen, you can give, you can give players private awards, but I don't think it, it's that well where a lot of fans, um, because we were kind of like, it felt just like I already okay, we're going through the mill. But going back to that Livingston game where we dropped points, we drew nil nil, and Obelai gives the penalty away, um, rather comically. Uh, you know, slaps Kyogo in the back of the head. Kyogo goes down, and um, in stages he's like Bambi and Ice. But um, at the end of the day, um, I mean, a it is a penalty. It doesn't matter how he's went down, and and obviously we've been through this before, you know with the whole John Suter incident and um, he's been obviously kind of a, go a bit of abuse for the John Suter incident. When you see the John Suter incident again, Suter walks over and grabs grabs his stomach. Um, and because, he's got his marks and all after as well. Ah, yeah, I, was, I, was, I was there that night. I was down that end of the ground where, in the north stand where it kind of happened but obviously it was too high up to see. But I remember Kyogo kind of Walking away for Suter and going back to the ref and lifting his top up and showing him the something that obviously you can see from the stands, but obviously when you see it back that night and you're like, well, he's clearly, he's clearly, you know, pinched him or whatever. And it might be minimal, but at the end of the day, you know, it's oh. still shouldn't be allowed. We won't be having that anymore. We're big with Mayda. Mayda won't take that off. Any, any, this Mayda going, no. it's just, he's just, he looks like he's just. Take players on. That's what we're, that's what we need. We need we need a badass, and I think he's could, could be one of them players. But you're right with Koyogo. Koyogo does get bullied, and yeah. certain clubs fans are saying, "Oh, he's dive." Just hold on a second, dive. How many penalties have you been awarded this season for diving? For pressure on you, you know. But yeah, I didn't like when we dropped points to Dundee, you know, and Livy. In um September and eight, or September and March, September and October, I was saying to myself, okay, 
points are going to be dropped, and that's the way it is. And I just, even when Aberdeen went to Ibrox and got the points there, and then we, I didn't like you. You, you go back to this run where we'd be Aberdeen away, Motherwell away, yeah. Dundee mm-hmm. United away, Hibs away. We haven't beaten Hibs away since 2013 in the league. So yeah, things are going right. Things are going yeah. right. It's only it's only six points. Like we, we we've talked about this many times where. The great comeback of two thousand and eight, like, yeah, it can be done. Aye, aye, and that was seven. I think that was seven points from right saying in two thousand and eight. One um, point it was at nine points. Yeah, but I mean, for, for me, I was I was really, really angry. I was. I remember I was on my way to work, and I was I kept checking the score. I'm saying, just score. It doesn't matter who. It doesn't matter who. And I seen that Lovey got a man sent off in the ninetieth minute. I'm saying, sure, it's a penalty. Tell me it's a penalty, and then. Obviously, it came up um, that Jackie Marcus missed the pen, you know, and I was so angry because at that stage, it would have put us, I think, a point or two clear of them at the league. Obviously, they had to go to Far Park the next day on yeah. Sunday. Um, but it, it would have just, it would have meant going top of the league for the first time this season. It would have meant that the pressure was then on them. And obviously, they, they did lose the They went behind. And at Fur Park the next day, obviously one steamrolled it. Yeah, steamrolled it. But um, but at the end of the day, it's 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 psychological. It's it's your rivals going top of the league and saying we're here. Now all of a sudden we're six points behind, and it just feels like obviously losing, um, dropping more points there. It, It was just it's so deflating. It's so like. It feels like one. It feels so, like one or two steps forward, four steps back. It it doesn't feel quite like we're going forward. I know we've won the league cup, um, and well, I know we're heading in the right direction. But it just feels like we can't seem to get near them, no matter what we do. A hundred percent agree. Which it just feels like you know, like even with that lady thing, I don't know why Jack and Mac is. I know he's trying to get his confidence up because he's only to get coming from injury. But Ivanovic yeah. was scored two penalties prior to that. You should have just left Jovanovic on it. There's no point changing it if it's not broken. Don't change yeah. it. Like, if Jovanovic mm-hmm. missed, missed the penalty fair enough, like, I just feel like, you know, no no messing around. Whoever gets wins the, wins the penalty, just give it to give Jovanovic. If Jovanovic is not on the pitch, you say to yourself, right, can Cal do it? Cal, Cal's done it a few times. Cal needs to step up as a leader and bang a goal yeah. in. And that's the way it is. Simple as that. Like, Koyogo do it. But, you know what, I just feel, when it comes to Koyogo and penalties, I wouldn't be feel comfortable in it. Yeah. I, don't know if I, I, will I thought for me, I thought, I, yeah, I, I thought for me it was an excuse um, by the manager. I thought it was a total excuse because for me, um, how can you come out and say that Yakimakis is your designated penalty taker when he's not even been on the park? He's hardly played any games. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know how you can say he's a, he's a, for me, if Juranovic takes two and scores two, then he's your penalty taker. Um, I think he obviously scored three out of three because of the goal in the Leverkusen game. Um, that oh. audacious, uh, uh, the audacious dink in the middle, the Penenka. Um, but Callum can have a penalty. And I think as captain, in that situation, you've got to read the game and go, you either take the ball and give it to Jackie Marcus or you take the ball and take it yourself or you give it to your animals. You've got to make a decision on the day. And maybe it felt, I, I think the club, the fans, rather, uh, the players 
sorry, felt like they wanted to give it to Jackie Marcus to get him a goal. It, it very much felt like a, a Dembele moment, you know, mm. where um, Dembele was struggling at first and he scored the, the last-minute penalty in the European qualifiers to take his fruit. It felt like that moment and it was a poor penalty. It was a really, really poor penalty for him. But it was kind, of, it was kind of like when we played Rangers in the, in the Scottish Cup semi-final. And then yeah. Dembele already scored against him. As far as I know, he scored a penalty. And he said, to, he just kept the ball to the champ. He said, take that penalty. Yeah. You know, obviously, yeah. the champ scored and all, but mm-hmm. that's like we need, these are the things that we need to get right. And like we might look back at this now at the end of the season and say, well, that crucial stoppage time penalty that was missed could have, could have helped us win the league. You know, it'll all yeah. rack up. But I'm confident, guys. I really am. I just think, you know, with today's news and with Julian coming back, you know, and perhaps, you know, getting Jota back soon. And like, these are the players that we can, like, you have Julian on the pitch, it's a leader. It's a leader right yeah. there. It's a player, like, Oya was a leader. And yeah, we, that's what I'm missing at the back. Him and Carter Vickers. Look at Starfelt, he's had some good performances, he's had some lame performances, but I think a lot of people are very harsh on him. Um, I don't feel comfortable with Starfeld bringing the ball up from the back, personally. I think he's broken yeah. passing the ball between centre-backs. Centre I just think he needs to do the simple things, get his head on it, get the, just get the straight pass in front of you, and that's it. Because you look back to... Um, which game was it? Um, was it... Was, I can't even think what game it was where he, he, gave, he gave the ball away and they scored. It was only recently... Kind of think he was meant to give the ball to Rogers, and he's just they they end up scoring from it. It was it was actually it was actually St Johnston where he tried to pass yeah. the ball to Rogers, and he they scored the header. Look, there was no save right, but like it's just I just think he's missing that. Comp- I just think he's missing that that, that Julian beside him saying, "Look, it, you take it on. Believe you can take the ball up." You know he's missing yeah. that, and that's what Oya had. Oya had that confidence with Julian. Be like, you know what? I'll take the ball up. I'll take a run at this. Because I know that someone's yeah. there beside me. And he even felt yeah. that with Welch. And that's what I'm missing. Like just you see the difference now with Beaton. When Beaton's playing defensive midfield, the other day he was taking balls up like he was wanted to like into Tom Rogers' position, you know? Yeah. And he got a goal from but it's having that confidence, and that's what we're missing. Like we get Julian back, we can have that extra defender pushing up for that goal, for that mid that winner. And that that Ross County winner for Ralston. That's a massive part of the season. Like, if we could look back and say, do you know what? That was like the Kamarnik winner. Yeah. That was like the Hamilton the winner. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I, you just, literally took the words out of my mouth because I was just about to say, when you were saying about the, the dropped points against Liverpool United, and you look back on it and say that could have helped us. I was just about to say that the, the Ralston winner against Ross County could be the game that you look back on. And hopefully it will be. And hopefully we'll look back and go that that was a game. That, to that, be honest, see no when the sending off happened. See when the sending off happened. And I, it wasn't not a sending off, but the two. The, oh, the that two, ball, uh, that ball, cool. You get busted, your mouth open, you're going to go down. Simple as that. You know, it's, yeah. you don't want to be on the pitch. And um, I think it was the 82nd minute, and I turned around and I said to, I said to Siobhan, I was like, you know what? I was like, if we don't, if we don't score here, the league is done. The league is completely mm-hmm. done. And she's like, you're crazy. I was like, no, we need 
to beat teams like this away and it's yeah. no excuse. And then we got that goal. I was like, you know what? It's like the hips result. We can do it. We can actually do it. I just think this season, if we have a fans back in on the 17th, we'll be hip. We'll be hips. It's going to be tough. Sean Maloney's on a run with hips. Yeah. He's won his first two games. I'm delighted he's had to get in the job. I think yeah, he's obviously, absolutely. He's, he's massive experience on that working with Martinez. You know, he's been doing yeah. coaching with even when he was at Wigan, he was doing coaching stuff there. I'm delighted from. I think um, I don't think he'll ever be a Celtic manager, but I just think you know, no. this is a big stepping stone. This is kind of you know, let's get Hibs to tour place in the league and let's get a semi final or a, a cup final, and then they'll mm. be happy. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I had, I had to laugh. I was a, a, I seen a I seen a tweet today um, uh, from somebody at Celtic first. <laughs> he says we've died. Uh, dies in Maida, imminent and real Hitati and Yusuke Idiguchi on the horizon. I'm thinking a lot about my dad today. He's not dead. He'll just murder the pronunciation. Uh, I just thought that was absolutely that just buckled me honestly. And he's just put hashtag Kiwogi. Um, because the amount of people I've heard that cannot pronounce Kyogo's surname. For a hashtag, um, I couldn't pronounce it. I was going for Shari. For Shari. Aye. But I, I, I'm talking about people that can't even, can't even pronounce Kyogo properly. I've, yeah. I've heard them getting called Kigo and Kaigo. And, you know, it's just <laughs> absolutely, absolutely like, what, how hard is it to pronounce Kyogo? It just sounds like one of the. Sounds like Alexa trying to act up. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I was, um, I it was uh, somebody tweet, somebody replied as well underneath it. Um, my uncle still can't say Postacoglu. He calls him Postacoglu. Uh, <laughs> um, it's just honestly, it's it's. Um, but listen, we're all in a better position. We're over six points behind in the league. Um, you know, Scottish Cup still to play against um, Barry Ferguson's. Aloha uh, in January and obviously um, you know we've already got a trophy in the cabinet which is, is a massive confidence boost. I, I just think the whole feel around the club going forward into 2022 I think, is I think, huge. I, think, I just think if the players want to look back at the, the four or six months on the orange, what they need to look back is there's two things they need to look back at. The club's success. Don't worry yeah. about the wins. Don't worry about the Ross Counties or this and that. You need to look back and say, well, shit, I don't want to be in that St. Mirren result again. Oh, shit, I don't want that Livingston result again. Have that fear yeah. in the heads. Have that fear. Have mm-hmm. that belief to go out and say, right, fuck this. And you're talking about you're talking about beating Libby 6-0 last season. Go out and do that yeah. against them. Yeah. You know, that's what they need. Because, I don't know, like, I'm not getting excited. I'm, I'm, I haven't been this confident in a long time. I just feel with them three transfers and Julian coming back, this is a big thing. You know, um, James. I just feel like James is going to come back. And he's going to get go back on the stretcher again. That's Do you think he's just going to become a squad player? Do you think he's just going to be a squad rotation player? That yeah, he's I going think. to come on again and and because for me, Abada is is I think Abada when he's in form is a fantastic player. Yeah, um, Abada is for me. He's, he's only nineteen. He's only nineteen. Mm. As as we as we seen. Uh, against Johnson, there, I, I think he's better through the centre. Um, whether he's playing up top or whether he's he's, he's playing in behind, um, playing maybe in Turnbull's position. Obviously, Turnbull's up for two months, so he could play in there. What I'd say is, look, at, I know Ange won't change his style, but 
what you could do is you could have Beaton. Mm-hmm. You could have you could have say if Turnbull's fit, Beaton, McGregor, and Rogic kind of like a diamond, and yeah. then instead of having the wingers, have have two strikers, have a Cahuilla and have a Bata, just straight up the top, give it a go. Yeah, give it a go. Like the two boys yeah. that do decent in the middle, put the two of them in there and see what happens. I just, I just That's think, in think in Twitter, 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 the key is um, to keep those front three um, fit and healthy. You know, you, you keep Abada, Jota and Kyogo fit and healthy. And I know um, the Japanese boys are coming in, Hitati at left back. Um, I think Edeguchi's a midfielder, if I'm right in saying. Defensive midfielder. Um, and uh, obviously... Uh, Help me out as the other one of the Saints. Yeah, really. Um, Hate, Deza, Maida. I need to give you something. Maida. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to be uh, Kyogo's pal up front, isn't he? Really? Um, <laughs> um, just totally slow my mind. He's he, he, older, but he looks like he's older, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, as I say, listen, we're in a great position. The the fans are loving it. We'll hopefully get the fans back in well, soon. Just imagine what how Koyogo's feeling, and I'm and I'm sure he knew a few days ago this was going to happen. I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. Koyogo's a big part of how these boys got over here because they're saying, oh, you look, you, you talked about, you look at when Nakamura so it Celtic had Celtic dot net had a Japanese art, yeah. and I was looking back, I was looking back at that Japanese documentary. Remember when we beat Killy and there was that Japanese uh, journalist in the in Bird's Bar, and he's going yeah. around jumping around the stage. <laughs> That's what's going. Like, Celtic don't realise this is a massive marketing. Like, getting four Japanese boys in, like, now, yeah, the three boys not be, might not be up to the stand that we're expecting. You know, Itaguchi, I think he's going to come back to Europe in class. He's just never got a chance at dates. Um, yeah, I've, a few people's Leeds fans like, look, at don't get your hopes up. He's not, he's not great. But like, he never really got a chance. He went to, he went to Bundesliga too. Played a few games there. Um, yeah. Days and Maida played in Portugal, had a few games. I think he played 19 games in Portugal, scored a couple of goals. But I don't know, I just have that feel like you know, this is like you're going to a club and there's a lot there already that came in the summer. And you're looking around if the fans are back and you see all these Japanese flags in yeah. South Park. How would you yeah, feel? It just makes you feel so much so comfortable. How, like, how would you feel? Like, right. it's a family club, and Anne just said this, like, you know, it's this is not just that. Celtic Football Club is not just a club that with hobbies are going on. It's a generation upon generation that this club is built yeah. from. You've got four generations in one household that go to these games that live and try for it. And when I found out he went to the Tommy Bones night, I was like, oh my God, man, this man is serious. He, he is taking yeah. everything in. Like, Yeah. Um, so, and I say, like, about oh, Alt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it didn't feel as if it's scripted. It didn't feel like he was just making it up. It felt like he genuinely, genuinely known the guy for years. So um, I think he just puts his heart and soul into everything and genuinely, genuinely hope that, that he gets his rewards at the at the end of the season. Um, we're going to we're gonna finish on it. Do, do, do you think do, I live on another planet, mate? Of course, I heard of Walter Smith. I don't live on another planet. Like, yeah. stuff like that. I, sure. I thought that was class. I thought it was so disrespectful of the journalist that asked them, and I thought it was absolutely class reply. He just shot him down in flames. Um, absolutely, I didn't superb. get to watch it. Um, I heard it was a phenomenal documentary last night. 
Yeah, I've got, I've got it recorded. I've got it recorded, and I think it will be um, pretty good. Uh, I so finished on the, the second half of the quiz, the 2021 Celtic quiz. Um, so we'll go question five, uh, and I've done that. Question six, um, who did we face in our first European game under Ange? <laughs> Michelin. <laughs> yeah. Um, but do you know why? Because... For some reason, I actually got that one wrong. I thought it was Jablonic. No, that's your was, I think it was Mitchelland. I think it was Mitchelland in the Champions League Champions, qualifier. Yeah. Champions, Champions. Europa League qualifier, yeah. Um, so, who scored our first league goal of the season? Anthony Wilson. Correct. Um, who was the first team to score at Celtic Park against us? In all competitions. Then uh, this season in the league, yes. sorry. In the league? Yeah. Oof. In the league? Mm. Um, I think. Dundee United? Yeah. One each draw. Yeah. Um, which, uh, which side did Celtic women's team beat in the Scottish League Cup final? Glasgow City. Yeah, 1 0. Um, it was Hazy scored. Yeah, yeah, Caitlin Hayes, brilliant head. I was, I was there that day. Um, you were at the final. I was at the final. Yeah, and um, went live at the final whistle. Um, got most of the players and got the manager in. Delo- and delighted um, for Kelly. And do- delighted for um, obviously you, you, my Fran, the, the yeah. gaffer, the gaffer. Imagine yeah. like as as leaves tomorrow, everybody be calling for Fran to take the job at the end of the season. Like that's uh, that's, uh, a, that's a crazy is like people would rather Fran Alonso probably than John Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. That's I think he I think he just looks like a manager. I think he looks like he's a, he's a calming influence about him that he's he's you, you kind of believe even if he's not a good manager, I think he makes you believe that he's a good manager. That's that he's got that kind of influence about him. And um, who was the youngest player to who was the youngest player to have featured uh, for the club this season? For the club this season, mm-hmm. um, was it Dawson? Was it Dawson? Um, I think there's no much um, in it between a couple of them. I think what his name? Oh, he, oh, Jesus! The young fella, the centre back. Oh, I'd be surprised if he get this. Ah, he he's the centre. He was centre back. He, he played against Michelin. Um, Dave Murray. Well done, that's some shout. Dane Murray. Dane yeah. Murray. Uh, I'm thinking he was... Uh, I think he was 18 in June. He just turned 18 in June. So he was 17 when he faced, he faced Hearts at Tynecastle. Um, so, yeah, it was... Um, as I say, I think that was... I think it was a decent performance by yourself in a quiz. Uh, but, no, um, as I say, like... Just going forward to, to finish off, um, you, you confident then that, that we're going to, you know, forget about any tr- possible trebles or even quadruples, you know, conference league, here they come. Booked my flights for Tirana in May. Um, uh, Albania. Uh, Albania, isn't it? Hi. Yeah, I know. Of all places. Um, I think the Albanian president's a massive Celtic fan I'm from right and soon. Yeah, I met, um, I met him at the game. I met him, I met him at the... Yeah. Um, at the Werner Vars game, he was at the, he was yeah. actually outside. Ah, he's just he's he's nuts, um, absolutely nuts. But uh, 
yeah, as I say, so forget about any possible trebles. Um, obviously, the leagues are bread and butter. Um, we're going to win the league in 2022. Yeah, we are going to win the league, and I think we're just going to win it with a skin of our teeth. I just think that they're going to keep getting results. I just, I think. I think this derby is probably the big, the biggest derby we've played, and let's say, I'd say since the first time they came back up. Yeah, I really, I really believe. I just think that's a fair shoot. That's a fair shoot. I know we've obviously we've we were dominant for years upon years, and they've been dominant in the league since two thousand and nineteen. And yeah, but look, I just believe that. I just think we need if Ange wants to in the big games as a big manager he needs to beat them he needs to yeah. he needs to give them the shock and like oh shit they've got three points up was it's only three points in it if it is three points in it they'll panic and mm-hmm. we'll have the belief after coming off a cup a cup win have the belief like if we can keep if we can keep beat on defensive midfield we have to see what Idiguchi is like if we can keep Callum yeah. fit he can keep as you said the top three for it, the front three for it and we keep Julian fit and Joe Hart barking out the orders. Why not? Why not? Yeah. We've well, I'll tell you one thing we've learned from compared to last season is set pieces. We've we've given away great if a few teams have scored the odd set piece against us. Not as it was. But um I just think we've massively learned, learned from that mistake, set pieces, not to give away. And you, you obviously they scored it, Hart scored against us at the start of the season, John Sewer, but um yeah. I feel I feel that um I think we I think we might get another goalkeeper. I think Hazard might go on loan. Bane Bane mm-hmm. will stay there. I think Barkas will go on loan, option the boy. That's that's yeah. the plan. I won't be surprised we're going to the Asian American boy a, a keeper, to be honest, as a, a replacement. Because look at Joe Hart's only a two year deal. Um yeah. let's see how we get on with Joe Hart. I still feel that we need another right back, even though we have Ralston in there and Jovanovic. I just feel one of them is gonna pull an injury. Touch what he don't. Yeah. Let back yeah. and comfortable with because we have we have Montgomery, it's we Taylor, have Hattati. Taylor Hattati, Liam Scales. I think left back is and you could even have Bonangoli down the job. Yeah, like yeah. you're looking at we bought Bonangoli, Barkas, Ieti, and Sorrow for the equivalent of fourteen point five million. If we could even get mm. back seven million on these four, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I Hello. think um, I think going forward, I think you know, get a get the job a deal done, get that over the line, whether it's January or whether it's the summer. It's like, it's like Paddy Roberts. All, it's like Paddy Roberts all over again. You can't let this let this go. Just sign it and get it over and done with. Yeah, I think I think potentially, um, if you can get the pair of them for say ten million, um, I think it's a fantastic business. I don't think we will get. I don't think we'll get Carter Vickers for less than six million. They're saying two point five three, but they want add-ons on top of that. We're looking at about six. Yeah. So I can't. I can't see it being like if you get it for five million, happy days. You know, I yeah. just. I want to see him. I want to see him obviously play with Julian Forst. There's no point in them signing mm-hmm. a permanent, and he can't sit, 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 settle with Julian. So yeah. if you have to the end of the season to get that over the line, there's no one really sniffing that with Carter Vickers, which is an advantage for us. And if there's anyone sniffing at Carter Vickers, it'd be a championship team. It won't be Premier League. Yeah. Team. yeah. We, um, so um, I think that that's the benefit of Carter Vickers. Jota, we need to get this done because I think if Jota comes back and he keeps scoring and have man and match performances, Benfica will be putting their eyebrows up and saying, you know what? 
maybe he actually can be a part of our team next season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think Bodgie's, we need to get a job. Aye, I, I think we need Bodgie's to get these teams are notorious for selling for selling their players for big yeah. bucks. Aye, I think we need to get them done in January, and I think Celtic seem to be pretty keen to to get the deal done in January for Carter Vickers and Jota. I think Ange came out the other day and said something about it, and um, so listen, but Celtic four players in. Five players in, but we're still saying, do you know what? We still need more troops. Yeah, yeah, and and listen, I think I think there will be players that will go, whether it's permanently or whether it's on loan. I think players are going to go in January um, to to make way in the squads for oh. the players that's coming in. Um, it's just very very un. It's it's quite unnerving that we're sitting here, um, not even in January yet, um, few hours left, and yet we signed three players today. Um, yeah, potentially more to come. Um, I'm, just hope, I'm just really, hoping it's, um, it's really exciting, but it's it's a gamble. It's a gamble because we're not familiar with these players. Like like Hoyogo was a was a gamble, but you got to take the chance. I believe I believe Days of Made it. Is it was a it was a good deal to kind of give him a six months loan probation to see how he gets on, and if he doesn't come good, he goes back. Uh-huh. But I think he will. Like oh, for God's sake. Quayogo's there. He knows Quayogo from the national team. These boys have been around the national team, so they know they know each other. It's not like yeah. you know. I so, yeah. remember seeing something in social media today about that. Um, just somebody put on. You can just imagine Kyogo picking up the Japanese boys to go to training, and they're blasting Charlie and the boys in the car when they're waiting <laughs> training. <laughs> just just gets that image in my head. It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, so uh, as I say, like we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, time's ticking on, and obviously, um, that is Hogmanay, and um, which is probably why the viewers haven't been as as much as as uh, I would have liked. But um, yeah, it's was, it was great to do a season review or a yearly review, rather twenty one. Um, it has been a crap year for everybody, not just in football. Um, but hopefully, twenty twenty two is better for everybody, and obviously better for Celtic because you know. Hopefully we'll be playing Champions League football next season. Um, fingers, fingers crossed. Like, oh, let let's just let's just t- let's just get the fans back in the stadium. First of all, guys, don't be thinking of Champions League football. Let's just get the basic right. things right. Let's get the story yeah. to convince ourselves that the fans should be in the stadium in some capacity. Exactly. Um, so as I say, um, just check us out on all of the socials: YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, maybe TikTok in twenty twenty two. Who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know Keith I go on TikTok I just don't get it um, but, uh, so thanks to 67Ts again um, for the sponsorship um, you check Paul out and the guys um, over there on the, the social media pages um, and downloads uh, our podcast um, there's some great great episodes on there and obviously I'm going to rebrand the, the podcast for the interview parts and, and try and separate it um, so I can get more people on Um Keith, listen, um, have a good night, whatever you're doing, wherever you're going. Um, taking, a hand, taking it easy, it's 8 o'clock shutdowns over here, you're lucky to have 10 o'clock oh, is it still? Is it still 8? Oh, Jesus, that's Yeah, I think I'll sit in the house and just have a few, a few of the stouts and take it easy. Get Jackie Bird done, oh no, Jackie Bird doesn't get anywhere. Um, I was going to say get Jackie Bird done on the telly, but um, she doesn't do Hogman anymore. Um, so, I... Um, that's brutal that it's eight o'clock. I'm just I'm just I'm just hoping this time next year I'll be chatting to you saying, Jesus, that was what do you think of the first part of 
2022, it was great to win the title. Aye, exactly. Yeah, you, you know, um, you know yourself. We won't, we won't be, we won't be asking for that physical trophy back. We don't want that physical trophy back. It's contaminated. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's. We need a new that, trophy. We want a new one. We want a that's new one. It. That's, that. that's it. We need a new trophy, and then um, let's see what happens. And hopefully, the likes of Tom Rogic will be maybe scream when he lifts it and beat on like players like that. That just at the the careers are just boosted to come back out of yeah. hell. So. Let's go. But uh, thanks very much for having me on, guys, and I'll speak to you soon. No worries, mate. Enjoy your night, anyway. Cheers. Take care. Cheers, mate.